understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast and get ready because this is going to be a whole lesson in what I feel like is true unconditional love. And I think when we talk about unconditional love, you're probably thinking about a spouse, a partner, or a boyfriend. But um, this is true to be in friendships too. And so I'm really excited to kind of go against the grain on this one. And I know I have the perfect person sitting next to me to have this conversation. So I want to introduce, um, man, someone that has been in my life for like seven years now, eight years. Seven, eight, yeah. Seven, eight years. Someone I would consider one of my absolute best friends. She's a new mama. <laughs> Peanut. <laughs> Shout out to Peanut. Peanut. Um, and just literally been my go-to. You're like my roaring sister. Like I, I can't explain it. <laughs> it's just a vibe, man. <laughs> it's just a vibe. Like it's a vibe. So um to, to those of you that don't know, I want to introduce to you Diana D. Um, D1, D plug, <laughs> the only, the only, like literally the person in my life. This is D. Um, so I'm excited to have this conversation and I want to start by saying this. We are literally in a culture where it is like one of the hottest things to say, and it feels like the popular thing to say. And I've said this myself. So this is me going against the grain on things that I have said is that, you know, as you grow, as you evolve, it is perfectly okay to cut people off when they don't fit the bill of the way in which you're growing. Right. It's so that's that's actually the easy thing to do. We've heard this in relationships that it's hard to love when it's inconvenient for you or someone may be holding you back, right? So the hottest thing right now to say is to cut them off. And I knew you were the perfect person to put in this chair because 
One of the things that I feel like I've gotten the best practice with when it comes to unconditional love is this friendship right here. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I feel like you and I have literally gone through seasons and seasons and seasons of just different states of mind, different places in our lives, different journeys that we've personally been on. And I feel like we've both grown so much. And I think we can both probably say that um, there's been plenty of times where we've both been like, mm, I don't know about this anymore. This isn't really, you know, making a whole lot of sense. But somehow, some way we managed to kind of make it through all of those stages and, you know, still be present and, you know, make it through and kind of hold each other accountable, you know, and, you know, check each other and, you know, put the prides and the egos aside, you know, and just get to a common ground. And I think that's the beauty Always. of, you know, your, yours and my, um, you know, story. It's yeah. Eight years ago when we first met, <laughs> you're like the guy I can't let go of. <laughs> A toxic oh guy God. I can't let go of. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, you know, initially right upon meeting, I mean, it was, you know, it definitely wasn't like a smooth transitioning into a friendship. But, you know, quickly I learned um, that I hold so much value in you because you have always been that, you know, therapist, you know, to me, you know, that little no. person that <laughs> I always went to, you know, whether, you know, whatever season I was in or whatever I was going through, like you calmed me down. I think mm -hmm. in our friendship, I think the yin and the yang, like, you Always. know, you're the calm, you're the, you know, let me think about it. How does that make you feel friend? And yes. I'm like the, get the shovel, let's go. You know, like, and then you're like, all right, calm down. Let's process this. Like what's... sometimes I need the shovel though, you know, and, sometimes I need the shovel. And that's, yeah. You know, and that's a different season. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. Might be where you're at now. <laughs> raise his but, hand <laughs> but I think uh yeah I mean it the journeys have been just like astonishing so like in the beginning it was it was very like I needed you mm -hmm. and I think that you know you were this you know together you know on TED talks you know on you know just smart sophisticated woman and you know here I was you know just wanting to be an entrepreneur so bad and yeah. you know just trying to learn the ways of, you know, wanting to work by myself. And I think that you always, you know, taught me to kind of like what, find my purpose, you know, find what it is that I'm good at, find what, you know, what makes me so happy. And you always sent me on this journey of like soul searching, you know, and even though I'm not, you know, fully evolved and there where I want to be, but like you were the first person that kind of like helped me, you know, learn about myself. And that's why I always valued you. And I would say probably the first kind of separation where we had was when you transitioned from, um, you know, your full-time job to like wanting to be an entrepreneur and like the selfishness that it took for you to have to cut, you know, you know, a lot of things off and, you know, and kind of that, that kind of included me as well, because you, you know, you were always that gem that I held on to and uh, that I went for, for all advice. And then you started becoming that for everyone else. And then I was like, hold on, where are you going? <laughs> Come back. I need you, you know? So that's, you know, and you had to be selfish. And at that moment, at that time, I did not understand. And I 
you know, and I feel like that's that that was the season where I feel like, you know, you would, you know, you would say things like, you know, if your friends aren't evolving with you and, you know, you're they're not growing with you and, you know, you're not on the same wavelength, you know, your friend should be your biggest supporter. And I feel like that has changed so much because I feel like now you realize that your friends aren't the ones that are going to be making you the money, you know, it's everyone else. Say something while you're in there. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? And I'm, I'm not saying that play, from a place, she's not saying that place neither one of us are saying that from a place of expertise. We are saying that from a place of evolution is mm -hmm. like, stop counting on your friends to be the ones that are going to run. Like your business is not rooted in your friends. You're calling someone close to you a hater right now because they're not supporting what you just put out or what you just built. And let me be very, very clear. It is not someone's job to support you, support what they don't understand one or support mm -hmm. something that they're not in a place in and I tell you guys all the time when we're talking about unsupportive friends is that like give give them the opportunity or the grace to understand that that is a mirror that's a mirror so you're finally showing up for yourself you think about how much courage it took you might be in a space where you need a lot of courage and support but by you doing that and I'm not saying that this is what happened to you but by you choosing that and then you're getting upset that they don't support you your walk your path might just be reflective for them of like well, why haven't I made this decision to do that yet? Because mm -hmm. we just talked about this. You wanted entrepreneurship before I did. Yeah. And you, you know, that's 100% true, you know, and I feel like, you know, it was funny. Like we started this together. I remember <laughs> you did the, very the audacity, yeah. the audacity. Oh, <laughs> you know, we got, you got this podcast equipment and I was your very first interview, yeah. you know, and we sat there and we recorded ourselves <laughs> talking about confidence. You remember that? Because the we were one, like, what do we talk about? Yeah. Cause you know, the thing that I always admired about you was the fact that you just always, you know, you gave such good advice and you made you made me dig deep all the time. And I, you know, that was like, it was like, you were like a free therapist, you know? So, and I admired your confidence yeah. and you're, you didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. It was like, don't overthink it. Walk in there yeah. and act like you own the place. And I would be like, but, but, but what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but how? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause she's always, you know, you'd always say things like, um, well, how do you do that? I don't understand. I was like, well, just do it. You know, yeah. just, so I feel like we were like the yin and yang back then. And that's what, you know, you brought out of me and I brought out of you, you know, and that was, you know, so the first podcast we recorded, never, Confidence, never made it to air, never made it anywhere because <laughs> we listened to it and we were like, wow, this is terrible. Yes. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, your first, uh, podcast, uh, photo we attempted to, to take <laughs> at the house with a bunch of sticky notes. Well, first of all, I was the photographer, Vega. That, so that just tell you a whole lot about how this went. Okay? Jessica came a long way. A long way. She's got professionals. <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, I was holding the camera and, uh, we put up sticky notes all over your back uh, wall. Your I had apartment. a vision and it did not come true. It did not. <laughs> And I, we actually still have those photos. If you yeah. really want to go at TBT, that would be so it'll, funny. It'll be like the swipe left on this yeah. post. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So funny. But yeah, you know, we've, you know, we've come a long way, but you know, to go back to just like friendship, it's like the journey that you were on, you know, I didn't understand. Um, and you know, I, looking back on it now, like I can see where you probably felt like, wow, like she's not supporting me. You know, she's, you know, I came off cause kind of a hater. Cause when you don't understand something, you know, and you know, the, the, the media people around you, you know, you expect for them to be, you know, your biggest support, but like they know you for what they're used to, you know, seeing, yes, you know, so when you you're changing, box. yeah, you know, so when you're changing, you know, the, 
the support isn't going to immediately be there. You know, it it took for me to be in a happy place myself in order to sit there and say, wow, like I realized that I wasn't there for you the way that I wanted to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was, that was a huge milestone for me. Like when I realized like, wow, you know, I wasn't there because of this, you know, and then I also, you know, I was, I was going through my, you know, toxic cycle, (laughs) going through my stuff. So I truly believe that you cannot be happy for someone else unless you yourself are in a happy place. And as crazy as that sounds, you know, and as, I mean, it's terrible to say. Do y'all hear this shit? Did y'all hear that? You cannot be happy for someone else when you are not happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. And as the friend on the other side, because this has gone full circle twice. So let me be clear. We'll get to my side of this Um, (laughs) because I've been the friend that did not support you as well. Yeah. um, Is like, I could not see that either. Yeah. Like I was consuming what everybody was saying. I remember you know, events or things happening in my life. And people were like, where's Dee? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, yo, that's like your best friend. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I, she's busy. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. Like that's so mm-hmm. fucked up. And I, and I remember like consuming what everybody was creating around it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well maybe I'm tripping. Maybe, maybe she's not supporting me. Maybe should she, she should be supporting yeah. me harder. Yeah. And I didn't even, I wasn't even able to conceptualize at the time that it had, it was nothing personal. It was all where you were at in your life. Mm-hmm. And boy, did that ass whooping come full circle. Mm. Uh- <laughs> Those are the seasons we're talking about. Like, yes. You know, it, it all truly comes full circle, you know? So it went from that to, you know, to us separating, not speaking for a little while. And Doesn't then coming like back. A relationship? Oh, a hundred percent. You are literally my wife. <laughs> the wife you can never let go this never. is never gonna be a divorce <laughs> honey both our husbands joey already knows. oh he already knows joey be like go ahead y'all yeah <laughs> yep. but um yeah and then it came full circle you know i feel like i you know was there for you during some of the hardest you know moments in your life and you know and then it went from you know you were a mom yes. you know and i was single going out hanging out you know i would come Wild. go sit on your couch and tell you all my crazy escapades yep and you I would was live living vicariously, vicariously through you yeah. <laughs> and um and now it's full circle you know now yes. i'm the mom and now you are out here you know killing these tampa streets <laughs> <laughs> I, I might i might be outside just a little just bit just a little bit <laughs> Yeah. Looking good. Look how good she looks. Oh my God. Like full circle, man. I'm telling you, this friendship really has, it's changed so much over the years and yeah. It's taught me so many valuable, so many valuable lessons. And like, so I want to just like go through this for a second because we keep referring to this and it really sounds like, like she literally sounds like my wife. Like we separated, (laughs) we got back together, like, and, but this is real. And I want to refer to the book that I've talked about a lot, which is calling in the one I read a line in there and you were the first person I, I thought about because it said, you know, people always want to know about relationships. How do I attract the person that's right for me? And she said, and we, we literally disregard our friendships as if they are disposable. And she said, but really when women realize that relation our friendships are their first practice in unconditional intimate love, they'll take them more seriously. And I was like, damn, that is so me and you Mm -hmm. like that's many of my friendships, but that is so me and you because there have been countless moments, like just to be completely authentic. And I want someone to hear this because I know you've had this moment in the last six months where over the last seven years, both of us have said to ourselves, like, is this even worth maintaining at this point? Mm -hmm. Because we've literally separated. We didn't talk for, I mean, I think we've gone as long as four, four to six months, not Mm -hmm. talking at all and calling ourselves best friends and just 
but the beauty was, you said it earlier, was knowing somewhere in the back of our head, like, we'll we'll come back. Mm. We'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, 100%. And I remember, like, when you would make um, such permanent decisions, and I wasn't involved, and I was just kind of in the back end, and I was like, how dare she do that without me? <laughs> like, the audacity. <laughs> you Don't you know? To call me. I am back here. <laughs> like, you're supposed to call me and say you're sorry, and I've been waiting. And that, you know, that, that goes back to, like, the pride and the ego thing. You know, I feel like both of us... I am Gemini's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we went through that a lot you know and it's just it's crazy how but yeah. this is one of the things that i value the most about us is the non judgment so you so you see how we're talking about this and we're often like the egos and um the ego and the pride's peaking a lot mm-hmm. right but one of my favorite things has been as we've every time we've come back it was really this like Every time we come back to each other, it's like this super soft moment where both of us are like crying Mm -hmm. and we're so happy that we're back in each other's lives, Mm -hmm. but never because I give you so much, um, I, I, I shout you out so much around this piece that was just so surprising to me was this last go around when you kind of like went through a season where you self-sabotaged before you got pregnant, like you kind of were out all the time. You had a little rough patch. I, for the life of me, could not understand you. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm on a season where I'm going up. I'm trying, I felt like I was trying to drag you with me. Like Mm. I was like, cut the shit. Let's go. And you were like, no, I like fucking around over here. Like (laughs) this is where I, this is where I stay. And I was like, okay, Toxic 2019. Yes. (laughs) We're going to call it (laughs) toxic 2019. I was like, fine, you stay there. And I remember making like being angry and impatient about it at times with you to the Mm -hmm. point where one time I just cut off talking to you because I was like, there's nothing I can do anymore. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just really outgrowing and I need to stop trying to stay connected to you. Fast forward two years later. Mm hmm. Here I am in the same season. Yeah. And it and then I found myself every time I was doing stuff, I was like, oh, shit. This is a D. 2019. This is, is, I was like, oh shit, this is why D did that in 2019. Oh, I had the audacity to judge her during that. Yeah. But isn't that crazy? Because like when, you know, when I was, you know, in the beginning, when you first started that journey, like I felt like I was the hater, you know what I mean? And it's like, and I felt like, you know, I was judging you, you know what I mean? Like, so now it's like, it's so full circle because now, you know, I feel like our friendship is, is so different again. You know, it's, it's, it's never the same. Like it's, it, we never go back to the exact same thing, but we somehow just mutually meet in a common place. And, you know, like you're going through, you know, your journey now where I've gone through it. So, you know, exactly, you know, I can give you advice based off of what I did and kind of learn from my instances. And you're like, and then you apologize. You know, I'll give random text messages at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you apologizing, saying, listen, I'm sorry. Now I finally understand, you know, why you did X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I completely understand because, yeah, boy, those are some hard times. I, Because now when I look back on it, I'm like the audacity I had to think that you were supposed to be perfect. Yeah. With the pain that you were in. Yeah. Because the pain that I endured in 2021 made me somebody I was not. I mm-hmm. had to step away so many times to ch- to check myself. And I had to open myself up where I fucked around at was I opened myself up to too many people at one point, but then I had to, I had to call in my intimate friend group, the people that I'm so close with, the yous, the Megans, the Janice, the, mm-hmm. you know, I had to call on everyone and say, Hey, when I'm stepping off, please call me out on my shit, mm-hmm. you know? And then when you were picking up the phone and saying, Hey, I see what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've done that. 
calm that shit down, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it was like, I was like, okay. And I remember telling other people, there's nobody better right now in my corner than D because she has been, she's walked this journey and you don't want me to be like you. You want me to be better. Mm-hmm. So you will literally be like, Jessica, mm-hmm. I've done that. I've been that angry. I've been that hurt. Don't. I mean, sometimes you're like, get the shovel. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I'm the get the shovel friend. Where's the body? A hundred percent. Because nobody will try my girl. <laughs> That's loyalty oh, on a whole nother level. <laughs> exactly. And so speaking of, this is what I wanted to talk about. And I want you to think on this for a second is I want to share with them kind of what we've learned from each other. Because us being on completely different playing fields, like she's not kidding when she says we've never been in the same season at the same time. Mm-mm. Never. You were the going out, have fun, fuck it, let me have all the fun in my life. Mm-hmm. While I was literally pregnant, engaged, or, you know, pregnant, had a baby, got engaged, like was literally might as well have been like a stay at home entrepreneur mm-hmm. and could not understand. And now we've literally flipped. Mm-hmm. Where you are a mom, you are enjoying your at home life. Shout out, Peanut, <laughs> baby Sophia, and and Jessica's outside. Yeah, and I just think now I can look back full circle and think of all the things that I learned from you in that season, the things I've learned from the the non judgment, the unconditional love. But I think one of the most valuable things you have taught me is loyalty. You are loyal in a way that I don't even think I've ever been taught. Like your loyalty is unmatched. Like you will go with me wherever I say go. And then when my mind switches, your mind switches. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, that's amazing and real or it's a tad bit toxic. I can't figure it out. Yeah. But <laughs> You know, and, and that's sometimes that is my downfall because a lot of times I expect you know, that same energy in return. And then I'm disappointed. Yes. Um, you know, and there's been instances where I felt that way truthfully about, you know, our friendship, yep. you know, cause I feel like I go to the ends of the earth when it comes to my relationships and friendships and everyone, really you know, and, um, sometimes you end up being the one that's like, well, wow, like I was there, you know, and I, and we've had this conversation, you know, recently, you know, like it was, it's funny because like I look back on pictures, you know, like of our kids, you know, like I, you know, there's a photo of you holding, you know, Sophia and then, you know, backtrack, you know, four years, there's a picture of me holding Cameron, you know, and I just remember it. I'm like, wow, like we really, you know, have been there for each other, you know, in those ways um, where we watched our kids grow, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're now watching our kids grow. And then like when I saw you veering off a little bit and be like, hey, hey, you're outside a lot. Come back, come back, come back. <laughs> Pina needs you. Yes. <laughs> Pina yes. wants some love, you know? Yes. So like, and then you're like, thank you. You know, thank you for reminding me, you know? And I think that's the beauty of it. Cause I, I think what, re- what the glue that really holds this piece together is the fact that, you know, we now have come to a place where we can communicate about the way that, you know, we feel. And if we feel neglected, if we feel, you know, cause yes. you being an only child, you kind of tend to just be like, okay. And then you step away where I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not taking no for an answer. You know, like, no, 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 no. I did this, so you're gonna... <laughs> you're going to give that love you, back to you, me. You're gonna come and hug on this baby. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna come love me, my daughter, and all of it. Yeah. You owe me, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, but truthfully, you know, if, um, if 
I think that's what kind of makes a relationship because you have to have one person, you know, that gives, you know, and another person that, you know, is like able to receive that, you know, yes. and not a giver and a taker, but somebody that's able to receive it and be like, you know what? All right, you checked me. I got it. You know, and then you come back, you know, when you checked me, our most recent, right. And then, and then I just want to go back to that non non judgmental. Can I talk today? <laughs> non judgmental piece is like you again, like when I went full circle and saw how badly I expected you to be perfect in that season and then I had my imperfect season and I was like oh mm-hmm. wow you know and then for us to come back and never once did you say I told you so right. look at you right now this mm-hmm. was me three years ago like you I yeah. should I should tell you about yourself you never once said that but the the non-judgmental piece of coming to check each other and you saying like hey I know you're in a very selfish season right now rightfully so you are, you're, you're, you're trying to heal from a lot, but don't forget about us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Like, yes, I'm very focused on myself and my healing right now. Um, but my friends need love too. Mm. They need love too. And like, when does the pouring stop? You know, like it's really easy to get into a pity party with yourself. Like I have gone through, I swear to God, 12 months of, I think half of it was, acknowledgement, denial, acknowledgement, and the rest of it has been the healing. But when people started pouring into me, it's really easy to get on the receiving end and land there and stay there. And so I had all my friends checking on me, pouring into me, you know, always on my side, supporting me and my bullshit. (laughs) And then you wake up and you look up and you're like, well, you know, somebody says something to you and I'm like, damn, I haven't done anything for my friends in a minute. They've just been doing for me. Yeah. Because I was in pain. It's like, that's like the broke person on the couch. Like, all right, when you going to get up and figure it out? Like yeah. when you going to get up and give back for all these months, we don't paid your bills. Like yeah. <laughs> when you well, going to give back? Shit, you did that with me, you know, what, 2018, you know, when I was, you know, going through a transition and trying to find myself, you know, like you, you know, you held me accountable, you know, you held me accountable in ways where we were like, all right, come on, let's go, you know, and even though we weren't at the exact same, you know, paces, you know, I feel like I've learned so much from you and your growth um, so much um, that it's, it's crazy how far we've come. Far. I want to talk about accountability for a second, because non-judgment, unconditional love, but like talking about the accountability piece, a lot of people will cut people off because of accountability. So you've heard this. You've heard this, right? Yeah, because it's so, a lot easier to run away, you know, than face yourself, than deal with those things. Because, I mean, it's judgy. God, that hurts. I don't want, I don't want to feel I don't pain. want to feel rejected. <laughs> yeah. But, but on the other side, think about this. How many times have you heard a girlfriend say, well, she keeps asking me advice about the same man. And I told her 50 times, like, I'm tired of talking to her. Like, she needs to go get her shit together. Mm. And I think with you and I, there's one thing that we know to be true based on patterns. Mm. We hold each other accountable and almost never, almost freaking never do we do what the other person told us to do immediately. Mm. Oh, no. No. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. No, no, because I mean, that would just make us perfect. What's the fun in that? (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, some of the advice sometimes is like, all right, get the shovel. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, you because whenever you give somebody advice, you know, it's funny, like, you would give me advice and I feel like now you're, you know, you're coming to me for the advice, yes. you know, and it's, it's, that's, that's the beauty of friendship, you know, cause 
most of the time when people give you advice, it's not advice that you necessarily take. It's advice that makes you sit there and, you know, process it and say, okay, that's theoretically, that's really what I should do. You know, that, that sounds, you know, that sounds like the right thing to do, but then your emotions get in the way. And I think for me personally, I'm the kind of person that understands that and I, I get it. And I, I'm very empathetic, you know, man, that's one thing about you that, um, has always been my go-to is like, I can really, it's been so important in this season. And now again, it takes me back to you in 2019, 2018, 2019, where I understood what I was for you was this was such a season of me not having my shit together mentally, just not having my shit together, not being able to be myself because I was in such a deep hole. Mm. And when I, there was certain people that I would talk to that I had to give it, if I was explaining how I felt, I had to give it in a way that was like appropriate or healthy or like, you know, here's my thoughts, but it's okay. I'm working on it and I'm, I'm getting over it. You know, like with you, I, I could text you at 2am and be like, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm in pain. I hate this. I hurt this way. And you never once gave me your ass to kiss. You never shun, shun me. You never put a shoulder up. You never, you always acknowledged how I felt. It was the sentences would always come back with, I know exactly how you feel. And I understand why here's another way we can look at it. And that in this season was so important because nobody was validating. Nobody could validate how I felt. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was what I needed in this season was somebody that could validate how I felt, not judge me. And I say this about you and Megan all the time. You're the two people that I say this about, no disregard to anyone else. But I have realized over the 32 years of my life that the most important thing to me, and this could probably be explained in a better way. I think I'm going to explain it in a really petty way, is having friends that I want to cry to you, give you my deepest, darkest bullshit. And then I need you to know that I'm going to turn around and go show up however I need to show up. Mm-hmm. And I need you to not judge me for that. hundred percent. I need to be able to like pour it all out in the most authentic way. Cause I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I need people I don't have to sugarcoat shit with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go out and impact and show up in the way that I'm, I, I feel the most called to show up, not from a fake place, but from a place that I feel called to using my voice. And I need you to not judge me for that. And mm-hmm. I feel like you and Megan are the only two people in my life that have ever been able to do that in a way that it fed my soul. And it's funny you say that because that is exactly how I feel about you. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like you have always been the friend that, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, I can call you and I can say, hey, this is how I feel. This is what's happening. And you would make me dig deeper and and find out. Never saying, well, this is what you should do or this is how you should feel or, you know, that's not right or, you know, whatever. Like you've never judged, even though sometimes you got impatient. <laughs> I definitely got impatient. <laughs> but, you know, selfishly I was like, so, enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I get it, you know, selfishly. So, you know, you, you have things that you are focusing on and things that you're trying to do. And a lot of times you, you, you have to, you have to learn how to be a little selfish and, and, you know, kind of compartmentalize. Am I saying that word right? No, you said it right. Yeah. Yep. You have to do that in order to, you know, find your way. And, you know, that's, that's what we've done sometimes, you know, over and over yeah. and over. Like again. I wasn't there for you when I was going through my toxic state and I didn't know how. I didn't know how, you know, and I feel like 
we've grown now. Now we're mature women with kids. You know, now we've we've gotten a long way. We've got, Are we? I mean, <laughs> some days. On the weekends, maybe not maybe so much. Not. <laughs> Saturday at 3 o'clock, do not ask. Clocking out. <laughs> Yeah. But we are, we're, we're grown, we're mature. And mm-hmm. I just, when I look at our friendship, like it, it's cool. I think the reason we did this episode is because we've had, we've actually had a couple of people compliment our mm-hmm. friendship Yeah, that they've said, you guys are so different yeah. and to see that you hold such a high regard for each other. Like I love watching you in motherhood. Like it is like <laughs> my favorite thing on earth. I'm like, you're the mom that I'll never be. And I fucking love watching it. Like, you know, it's, it's funny that you said that because, um, um, actually my boyfriend's sister said the same thing to me, you know, cause I'm, I'm staying home with the baby right now and it's been about five months so far. And honestly, I love it. And yeah. And there's so many people that, you know, they couldn't wait to get back to work to kind of get back to some type of like routine and like normalcy. But I find so much joy in like playing with this little girl every day. I mean, I'm literally stalking her bed. Like when she's waking up, I'm like, are you up? Let's play. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. You know, it's, I, I I do feel like there's more to me. Um, There's more layers to me. And I feel like this is a season right now where I'm choosing to, you know, just be with my kid, you know? And I feel like, um, Yes, we're different, but I feel like we're more alike than than not because yes. I feel like, you know, there's there's a really big part of me that's just, you know, there's so much more to me and there's so much more that's going to come, you know, but mm-hmm. this right now is my season of being a mom and really really allowing myself to enjoy it. Watching you do that has gotten me you said it. They're never going to be this age again. Mm-hmm. They're never going to be this age again. So receive, accept like enjoy that love and watching you do it made me like, wow, I wish, I wish I would, I would have really sat with my son. Cause I crazy ass decided to become an entrepreneur, like right after my son was born. Yeah. And so like I fast forwarded through majority of his life and I feel like I'm just now taking the opportunity to be present with him and watching you just reminds me how important it is to just slow down yeah. and be present yeah because neither one of us are doing it right. we're just doing it our way. That's true. We're just doing it our way. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up, I hope this conversation was as exciting and beautiful as I thought it would be, but (laughs) we could go on for hours about the things that we've learned, um, and experienced with one another, Mm -hmm. like the physical fights and we've (laughs) never fought by the way, but the crazy nights, the physical. Yeah. Anyway, uh, (laughs) that is uh, not acceptable for this podcast. If you see us in the streets, that's a whole different story. Look the, look the other, <laughs> look that way. Um, I want to ask you, like, what, what do you feel like you've learned the most from this friendship in particular? Honestly, um, there's so much um, that I've learned from you. But the number one thing I would say is you kind of taught me how to process things and sit down and really... Um, figure out why it is I feel the way that I do. And you've always had this like yearning, um, you know, desire to kind of like dig deeper and like learn yourself more, you know, from, you know, even from when you, you know, were working for a nonprofit, you know, you always were buying books and reading and, you know, just trying to, to learn yourself more. Um, and I've always been the very, um, you know, jump the gun kind of like react very quickly person. Um, so for me, it was, you know, you teaching me how to slow down, 
you teaching me how to slow down, how to process things and um, not judging, you know, like learning to not to be in a state where you're not judged and to, you know, just be um, and kind of learn, learn from that. And I think I would have to say that that's that's the biggest thing that you've taught me. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember the text conversations. I remember writing you letters. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn it, this girl's going to dig oh, if it's the last thing I do. The amount of journals <laughs> that uh, she has bought me um, yeah, with so loving notes on, <laughs> you are so much more, you can do this. I mean, you have literally been the poster child of support when it comes to like my personal journey and what it is that I do. Um and I've always, I've always appreciated that. And I still have some of those sticky notes all around <laughs> in the, the notebooks. Um, yeah, you're, you've always been such a support, you know, you've always wanted so much more for me. And that is why I feel like I've always, you know, clinged on to you, you know, mm. and saw value in you as a friend, because, you know, there's, I mean, everyone has those friends that just wants you to be mediocre and stay where you are, you know, I mean, a, a well, not everyone has them. They shouldn't have them. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure in every circle there are those friends, you know, and yes. you've never been that for me. And I've always appreciated that. And even when I didn't want to face myself and I was like, well, I just want to be a mess right now, yeah. you know, and you're just like, well, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think that's that's the biggest thing that um, I, I value about you. Mm. Mm, girl (laughs) I definitely I said it earlier and I'll say it again that you have taught me what loyalty really means I watch you and your sister um fight and come back all the time we have no choice you don't have a choice we're family but no (laughs) and being an only child like you were right you told me that before it's like as an only child you you are so quick to disregard a friendship and just act like you don't need it you'll just your walls go up you just walk away and Mm -hmm. um one thing I have learned like loyalty from you but to be clear to this audience women need women Mm-hmm. women need women this is our practice in real true love like women need women we are literally each other's damage control there's a reason why your man can't be everything to you it's because your friends are supposed to be everything else mm-hmm. and like i was always so quick to disregard people but that was just the only child in me like my defense mechanism was like fine you know you don't want to you don't fine. Haul mm-hmm. ass. See you mm-hmm. bye. Like, I don't need you. I'll just go back to my shell of being an only child. Whereas like watching you teach me what loyalty meant, you've trained me so well from experience that now to the point, like when I go to say something, go to do something, go to introduce myself to someone else, I literally am like, would D do this? Do I need, <laughs> do I need to text someone? Do I need to text her? Like, do I need to reach out and let her know that I met someone that she knows today? Like, I literally am like, is it, would, would D do this? Should, should I text? Like, like I literally run this through my head, but that level of loyalty, like it's, it's unmatched. Cause if there's one thing that I know about you is like, <laughs> listen, it's like a, you ever, you ever had a child and the, the spouse and they're like, um, you might be wrong, but in front of the child, I'm not going to let the child know, but behind closed doors, we're going to talk about it. Mm. D loyal as the d- day is long. She go, whatever she said goes, mm. I back her up behind closed doors. D might be like, okay, so yeah. that person was actually right. And I want to talk to you about why, but 
in public, mm. I got your back. Yeah. Like it's Listen, you and me against the world. I'm still trying to train Joey on that because he still doesn't understand. All right, in the streets, I'm right. Yeah. Okay, we can have this conversation at home. But yes. As far as everyone else. She's 100% right. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. Your Honor, I was not present. Listen, I know who to take. I know who to take to court with me. I know the witness to take to court with me. It's definitely D. Who's not going? D. Call no. D. Yeah. yeah. I will bat an eyelash. I'll just be like. You have definitely taught me loyalty and like non-judgment and unconditional love. And I think just a few years ago, you really, I really was on that train of believing that like, if somebody's not where you're at, you're literally dragging them along. It hurts. It, mm -hmm. it hurts to drag them along there. It's almost like it's excess weight. It's baggage. It's rocks in a bag. Do you want to carry this? Or you want to let it go. And instead... I want to challenge people to really think this through that I know you have some family members that feel like heavyweight. I know you have some clients that feel like heavyweight. There's a difference between downright disrespect, somebody holding you back from your dreams, understanding how to protect your energy, or just having someone in your life, like a relationship that you're willing to choose over and over again. And what I've realized about you and me is we just decide no matter where we're at, that we're just going to choose each other over and over again, even if it means like recreating the, the friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, hundred percent, you know, not, this doesn't mean <laughs> if you have toxicity in your life that you should just not let it go. It's not the case. I feel like we we've evolved over yes. the years. You know, yes. I feel like we've you know, we've changed. And even in those short moments where just our lives didn't make sense and our, the timing was just not right. We separated for a while. And but we came back to each other because, you know, we both grow and we evolve and um, we always find a space, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, we just have genuine love for each other, you know. And yeah, I mean, yeah genuine authentic yeah. love yeah and unconditional that's it's so rare you know so rare because even when you think about relationships i feel like you know when you're picking a man or you know like i feel like we're pickier when it comes to men versus like friends but you know you always want everything to be perfect and we're just imperfect human beings and mm. you know just learning you know learning and um growing as we go man <laughs> imperfect human beings yeah it's funny when i was making the notes for this episode i was like writing everything out and i'm like wow i wonder if what we're talking about as friends like how come we don't we're not willing to consider those things in relationships mm. like all this unconditional love re reassessing the relationship coming back from a non-judgmental standpoint you know talking through things with each other non just unconditional like this is probably going to sound so open and possible for a friendship, but even considering it in a relationship mm -hmm. is, is a long shot. And so I think as imperfect humans, I'm, I think we're doing this episode, not saying that this is the way things should be. I wanted to open the door for you to see this because this is hands down one of my absolute favorite friendships and favorite people. But I wanted to open the door for you to see that, like, consider this challenge yourself in 2022. Like, is this new year, new me? Maybe. Yes. Like 
we both have on sweaters that on the back literally say, you promised me you'd never change. Like, <laughs> no, you're going to change. Yeah. Your friends are going to change. Mm -hmm. Your family may never change. You might have some people in your life that may never change, but you are going to change new year, new you. But that does not mean that you have to cut everyone off. That might mean it might be time to assess that person, that friendship and where you guys are at. And maybe you need a little break, but you, maybe you're coming back. Maybe, maybe it's worth the reinvestment. Maybe it's worth the conversation. Maybe it's worth revisiting the reason why you guys were friends and what, what kind of love is really there and really letting your egos and your pride down and deciding, and I'm going to keep going back to this is deciding to choose yourself again, because mm -hmm. su support, those things are interchangeable. Like there's so many things that you think that are do or die. And like for you, everything that I held so tight around the, the season of the lack of support, I'm now in a season where supporting you has become very time consuming and difficult. And we've had to have that conversation, but that has nothing to do with the love that we have for each other. Nothing. Yep. hundred percent. Nothing. So thank you for this, this episode. Thank you for your authenticity. Thank you for you were like super vulnerable about your feelings. So I'm like really impressed based on where we began. <laughs> don't get used to it. I just, you know, I'm a Gemini. We don't open up very well. <laughs> Vega. That hard exterior shell comes out real quick. It really does. Yeah. But I've learned, you know. I love you. I love you. This was good. This was fun. All right, guys, go check her out. Go follow my girl. We're going to tag her. Tell her your, tell them your, your, uh, your IG, your Diana I B D I J A N A I B. If it if it confuses you, just check out my post. Yes. So so much love, guys. Going into 2022, focus on your friendships. Breathe life into them. Like love them, embrace them. It it might not, you might not need to cut everybody off. It, you might extend that love and it might be the best decision you ever make because this is literally somebody I can't live without. So same. Sending you guys love. Love, peace, happiness. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.